Praise God. So there are a number of things that we've been um, addressing. There are a number of things that we've been looking at. I think we started talking about the economy of God. Okay. Um, understanding the economy of God and then the matters concerning uh, that economy. And I think that we laid down some foundations and then we got to a point where we wanted to consider some of the investments that God has made in us. As I said, I wanted to give us a little background so that all of us will know where we are, I mean, where we stand. And um, we'll also consider um, what we'll look at today. Hallelujah. So we read a scripture from, I think, First Timothy chapter 1, where we saw um, the foundation for our discussion. Okay. Where we saw the foundation for our discussion. So if you have a Bible, you want to turn to that piece of scripture. First Timothy chapter 1, the verse number 4. Now let me read from the story. The Bible says that as I age you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine. Verse 4. Nor to devote, devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. Okay, some will say that the administration of God that comes by faith, or the work of God that comes by faith. And we say that the word there is oikonomos, oikonomos, which is a foundation for the word economy. Okay, oikonomos. So we say that when we talk about economy, we are talking about administration, we are talking about management, we are talking about a dispensation. Hallelujah. So we consider the economy of God as um, how God, you know, manages or, yes, let me put that way, manages and brings to pass his purposes and his plans in the uh, various ages of time, hallelujah, seeking to fulfill what he desired and for that matter, um, make profit of what he has decided to do, hallelujah. So we spent some time trying to establish this. We try to establish the purpose of God. We discovered that the purpose of God is God himself. We discovered also that the purpose of God is Christ. And we discovered how man is connected to that purpose. In that we find that in the in the purpose of God, man must be conformed to the image of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God is managing all these things, ensuring that all these things come to pass. Amen. I think that's the basic thing I want I want us to have at the back of our mind. But the purpose of, of um, our discussion was to help us to, you know, be aware or become conscious of the fact that you are not in this in this world or you are not on this earth for, um, let me see, any trivial reason at all, but that you are you are part of an intentional plan, you know, and there's somebody that is managing us to fulfill that we establish that we are actually the microcosm in God's macrocosm. You know, we are a small part of the bigger picture. I think you understand. And mm-hmm. um, we need to 
you know, fulfill what God expects of us. And I think we also established that just as God is a manager of his universal council, there are things that he hands over to us that we must also uh, manage. We wanted to establish a few things concerning the investment that God has made. You know, there are so many investments, as I mentioned the last time. You know, if I want to start reading from Genesis chapter 1, we, we find, first of all, you know, the agents of the investment of God. The agents of the investment of God. If God is going to make an investment in a man or investment in any other thing, there are two main agents that he employs. He employs his spirit and he employs his word. So a man that has received the word of God is a man that has received an investment from God. A man that receives the spirit of God is a man that has received an investment from uh, from God. Because within these two, uh, what do you call it, functionaries, we find different dimensions of resources. Okay, We find different dimensions of resources that the man can take advantage of. Okay, so there are different resources in the Holy Ghost. There are different resources in the Word of God. Okay, this is by the way. But I just want to show you something. So we we find that God is on the move, and as He's on the move, He's creating and establishing things by His Spirit and by His Word. The the heavens are investment of God. God invested into the heavens, and God also invested into the earth. And then when you enter the earth, there are different aspects of the investments of the earth. So the sea is an investment. Then within the context of the sea, there are different dimensions. So we can go in and out, and all these things, um, they they will all produce a certain kind of um, profit. Let me put it that way, uh, because all these um, um, things that we have mentioned actually will give an account, or God will will, will require them to produce based on the several abilities that he has endowed them with. And that is why even uh, angels are going to be judged because angels receive an investment from God and they're expected to function according to that investment that has been given to them. So we find that man will even, I mean, we the church will even be judging angels because they must come and give an account. They must give an account of um, whatever that was handed into their hands and what they did with it. So basically, that's the point I want us to, to really appreciate. So different investments, I mean, God has made and all of that. Tonight, I want to shift it a little and then help us to um, appreciate a few things. I, I, I believe the Lord was helping us to, you know, take it on and less them. I think this one simplifies exactly what I, I wish you appreciate. Okay, so let, let's take it from there. Okay, now, so I said that the word economy is the Greek word oikonomos, okay, oikonomos, okay, house management or um, caretaker of the house or, I mean, taking care of the home or something like that, okay. Now, um, when when we um, look at that word used in the Bible, this word is mentioned in about five or six places in the scriptures, okay? Um, the first time we find it in Luke chapter 16, okay, where there's a, a man that is a, a manager of a rich man's, uh, let me say, business, okay? So the work that was doing as a manager, it was defined as, you know, economy, or the management of the business was, called, was described as economous. That's Luke chapter 16, Okay, then 
we also find in First Corinthians chapter one, we find that uh, we find Apostle Paul speaking about a uh, koinomos in relation to the ministry that they had received. Okay, okay, the economy in relation to the ministry that they had received. Then in Ephesians chapter three, we find economy in relation to the mystery of God or the mystery of the ages. Okay, what we started talking about, what God had planned before time began. Okay, the management of that. Okay, we are going to take our time and look at all of them. And then we also find again in Colossians chapter 1, the verse number 25, uh, we find the economy in relation to the ministry. And of course, in First Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 4, where we read. So I want us to start brief um, slowly. We are going to consider these various aspects because they hold some keys that will help us to appreciate what we should be doing what we should be doing, what we should be doing. Remember, what we should be doing is very, very important. Okay, so first of all, let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 16. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 16, uh, where we are looking at uh, economy in relation to business. Okay, now what I want you to have in mind is that um, you, 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 you must look at what God has given to you and what you should do in this world as business, okay? A business that you should make profit out of because God expects you to make profit. In fact, in various parts of scripture, we see the kingdom of God likened onto or compared onto a man that gives money or talents to his servants and expects them to trade with it. He expects them to do business with it. Okay, he expresses to do business with it and express to make profit out of the out of the business. Because okay, so one of the spiritual things that you must learn, or you can one of the things that you can you can pick spiritual wisdom from is actually business. Okay, it's actually business, doing business the right way. It's very, very important. Okay. As a matter of fact, we are going to use a natural setting to establish some spiritual principle. And as you are doing that, it's also good that you you um, let me say, acquire the natural skill as well, you know. So let's look at that. Luke chapter 16, Luke chapter 16, we are looking at the economy of God as a business and you as a manager of a business. For that matter, we are looking at your function as a microcosm and God's macrocosm as a businessman that must produce profit. Okay, the, a profit must come out of your life. Hallelujah. A profit must come out of your, of your life. In fact, when you look at the human being as one, there are a lot of investments in the human being. When you look at your human, I mean, you, as I sit there right now, your physical body is an investment from God. Everything that you have is not yours. You see, everything that you possess right now is not yours. Your physical body is from God. Your soul is from God. Your spirit is from God. Your mind is from God. They, they, they are all investments that God has put in you. Hallelujah. Bible said that there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. So we spoke, we spoke about the, the operations or the functionaries that produce the investments so the spirit of God. So the breath of God, which is the spirit of God, gives the spirit a new understanding. And by that, by that spirit, you function in a certain capacity. It's very, very important, okay? Um, you see, 
we are doing these things so that we will become uh, conscious. Sometimes we take a lot of things around us for granted. You know, it's as if life is, I mean, uh, we, we are just existing to enjoy ourselves. No, as, as we go in uh, deeper, you're going to appreciate something. There, there are deeper things concerning you and you must be willing to give all that it takes to, to engage that reality or to produce that profit, you see. Um, but one of us is doing business and maybe along the line we'll have to listen to her a little to tell us a few things because you, you know you cannot you cannot invest in something and then run at a loss no and usually if you are if you are you are not making profit there are things that probably you are not getting right and you need to get it right so the business will work because um, so God has made an investment and God doesn't expect loss he expects us to be effective managers that will produce profit. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. So Luke, Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. Please pay attention. There are some key things here that we need to remember. So Luke uh, chapter 16. We are reading from verse number one. Bible said that he also said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager. And charges were brought to him that his man was wasting his possessions. Okay. And he called him and said to him, thank you, Jesus. What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management for you can no longer be a manager. So these are the first few things I want you to remember. Please remember that there was a rich man. Okay. There was a rich man who had appointed a manager over his estate or over his goods, over his possessions. The manager was not the was not the possessor of the things. The things don't belong to him. Everything that you have now does not belong to you. What do we have that we didn't receive? What did we have? I mean, what do we have now that we didn't receive? Everything that you have now does not belong to you. Bear that in mind. It's very important. Everything that you possess now does not belong to you. There's nothing that is yours. There's nothing that is yours. Everything that you possess now does not belong to you. It's very, very important to remember that. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the man was put, you know, you know, he was put in charge of a, a number of things. And then the rich one expected him to make profit out of the things. But he was being wasteful was being wasteful. What was the evidence? He had given some things out on credit and the people were not paying. You see? And I'm sure he was, you know, he was using the things also anyhow. Because mind you, in fact, watch here. Let me give you some few things uh, concerning the man. Um, and the manager said to himself, as three, um, what shall I do since my master is taking the management away from me? I am not strong enough to dig and I'm ashamed to beg. Then he said, I've decided what to do so that when I'm removed from management, people may receive me into their house. Now, pay attention. You are the manager managing the rich man's you know, goods or possession. You've been working for some time now. And then there is, you know, a way that you are, you are wasting the man's resources. And by the time that you were being sacked from the job, you didn't even have something hiding somewhere that you can use to cater for yourself for a while, or at least decide that, let me use this one and go and start another business somewhere. In fact, the word that is used for the, for the wasting 
is the same word that is used when we describe the prodigal son who took his uh, like property or inheritance. Yes, that's the word. He received his inheritance from his father and then went and wasted it on righteous living. So that's the same word that is so that the, the man was wasteful. He was not investing. He was very careless of what what he had received or what he, he possessed. You see, this conversation or this study is to help you to, you know, sit down and think, you know, reflect on a few things. Okay. Some of us have talents. Some of us have gifts. If I say gift, I mean even spiritual gifts. Some of us have, you know, um, certain capacities, um, you know, certain abilities. Some of us are even running businesses. We are doing different, different things. And I want you to realize that everything that your your hands have come, I mean, have received, or whatever that you have come into was given to you by God. God allowed it to come into your hands. God permitted it to come into your hands. God permitted it to come into your hands. It's very, very important to remember this. Bible said a man can receive nothing unless it's given to him from above. That's why Bible said that whatsoever your hands find doing, do it with all your heart. It's very important because I remember when I was in medical school, I think I've shared this story with you guys before. Uh, when I got to level 300, I was, I was having a difficulty in my mind because I felt I'd come to school mainly to come and do the work of God. You know, I was just thinking about that more. You know, by the beginning of the year, the Lord told me something. He said, possession is the beginning of responsibility. I said, what? What do you mean by that? Then he started giving me an example. He said, he told me, he said that when you don't have a phone, you don't worry about charging. I said, okay, well, yeah. So if I have a phone, I need to make some time and charge it. Yeah. Then he, he gave me other examples. You know, so far as you possess a, a, a body, you need to make time and, and bath, you know, bath, wash yourself, you see. Uh-huh. I mean, and so on and so on. So they were just giving me, he was just giving practical examples, you know. And then, as I was giving the example, then he told me that you have not entered a medical school because you just wanted to enter. I've given, I've put it in your hands. I've given it to you, you know. And um, a man can receive nothing unless it's given to him from above. So I expect you to begin to become responsible for it. I said, okay, I hear. Then I started making certain adjustments. I started making certain investments, a lot of that. And then we, certain things that were, I was actually having difficulty with started changing, you see. So there are many things that come into our hands, which God has permitted to come into our hands. Sometimes in the people around us, their gifts, their investment, how do we receive them? How do we handle them? What is our mind concerning them? Hallelujah. Praise God. So the point I'm making basically is that the guy was very wistful and was very careless. You cannot be careless with the gift of God that is at work in you. You cannot be careless with the investment that God has put in you. As you are listening to me, you are a professional in a certain capacity. You cannot be careless with it. As I'm speak, as you are speaking, I'm speaking to you. You have a certain kind of spiritual gift. You cannot be careless with it. You know, you have a, a certain ability. You cannot be careless with it. He, he was so careless that he didn't make use of whatever he had received. So by the time that was being sacked, there was nothing. He had, in other words, he didn't even make profit to save some, you see. So 
he took a decision for himself that okay i'm going to do something so that i'll win i'll i'll find favor in the sight of these people hallelujah so he acted actually dishonestly but the word of god says that the master that sacked him acknowledged that the guy was wise he was wise in the sense that he realized number one i can't do this i can't do this what can i do okay that is wisdom at work i can't do this i cannot do this i don't have this i don't have that let's put it that way let me not say cannot do but i don't have this i don't have that but what do i have what do i have what do i have is one of the questions that we need to ask ourselves if we are going to be you know effective uh, managers in the economy of god what do you have what do you have what do you have i remember when moses met god moses you know after the lord told him i'm going to use you i'm going to do this i'm going to do that i'm going to moses said hey i mean <laughs> you cannot use me like that i can't talk i have a problem i said no don't worry about that. I said, no, I have a problem. Okay, then God said, I'm going to make an investment in you. I'm going to give you somebody, gives him Aaron. Is he makes an investment to, to compensate for that. He didn't have any other excuse. Then he was so trying to, what, what, what shows that you have sent me? He said, what do you have in your hand? What, what do you already have? What do you already possess? And I'll tell you for a fact, one of the first things that you have is you. At least you have your body. You have your mind. You see, it's very, very important. It you might underestimate it. You you have time. In fact, I forgot to mention as one of the investments. When God gave us the investment of light, light came with time. Or oh, it came with the measure of time. It's very important. You see. So you have time. You have time. So as people that are going to be effective managers, we need to ask ourselves. If, even if I don't have any of that, what do I have? That was the wisdom that was appreciated by his master. And Jesus even commended that wisdom. He commended him by saying that, you know, he, he managed to use what he had at that time to win the favor of other people. And Jesus expected us that, I mean, expected we, the believers, to also be wise in that regard. In fact, in, in a literal way, what the Lord has emphasized is that it's very good that believers have money. In a literal way, what the Lord was emphasizing is that it's good that uh, believers have money because he was saying that unbelievers are able to use their money to, you know, win over more unbelievers. You see, they, they, they are able to use their money to, to, to win the favor of other unbelievers. You know, you join a club, you know, maybe they are not doing good things, but you join a club and they are taking care of you. They pay this, they pay that, they pay that. You're always with them, but they don't go to church. But somebody comes to church and, you know, we are not very caring. Sometimes not because we don't want to be caring, but maybe because the means to, to be that caring is not there. Or maybe we even have, but we have become stingy. You know, we are not, we, we are not very free like the way the people in the world are. But Jesus was given as an example that it's good to have money. It's good to have money. And when you have money, you should, you should use the money to, to advance the work of God, advance the kingdom of God. If there are people that you can help, you, you help them. If there are investment you can make in the kingdom. Because listen to what he says. Watch here. Luke chapter 16. 
um, uh, what do you call it? verse eight? The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. I tell you, make friends for yourself by the means of unrighteous wealth. Okay, so make friends for yourself by the means by by money. Unrighteous wealth is money. Win people over even by money. It doesn't mean that you know uh, Christians should cheat people when it comes to money. No, but when you have money, use it for money. Money is good. Money is good. Okay, money is good. It's not a bad thing. In fact, and that is one of the reasons why the enemy is against the people of God coming into serious kind of wealth. Because the moment wealth is in the right hands, it, it solves a lot of problems, you know. It solves a lot of problems. There, there are many people that will, will open up their heart to the to to yeah, let me say the the life that is in Christ when certain things are catered for. You know, we we saw those elements in the early church. The early church didn't lack anything. When the Holy Ghost was with them, they were moving. And as they were moving, they were taking care of themselves. You know, so money is not, I mean, sorry, I'm dwelling on money. Money is not bad, okay? But the point I'm making basically, I mean, here is that this is a, a very practical thing that we need to have at the back of our mind as we go along, that when you have money as a believer, Try and use it for, uh, I mean, to advance the the work of God, or to advance the things of the kingdom. Hallelujah, praise God. So he said, "I tell you, make friends for yourself by means of unrighteousness, so that when he fails, they may receive into the eternal dwellings." So that talks about eternal dwelling, like eternal things. Okay, it's very very important. So basically, these are the things I think I've highlighted a few of them, but these are the things I want you to have in mind. In Luke chapter 16, next week we are going to consider the other verses, but let's dwell on Luke chapter 16. Um, so number one, the man in question was a manager, was a steward. It's very important. As I said, that's the, the, the consciousness that you must retain in your mind, that everything that you possess now is not for you. Your body is not for you. Your mind is not for you. Your spirit is not for you. Whatever you think you have is not for you. And you see, because a lot of people think they are themselves and they are for themselves, they live for themselves. No. The moment you begin to realize that you are not for yourself, you don't live for yourself, you know, the things that you possess, somebody has given to you, you're going to give an account, then there's a shift. Then you are, you are very careful in the kind of decisions that you take. You are very careful in seeking what you perceive and, uh, you know, uh, to be the will of God and all of that because you know that you are not of yourself. You are not of yourself. You are not of yourself. It's very important. So we are managers. You are, when you have money, you are managing the money for God. I think recently I was sharing a testimony with um, one of us. I was telling them about how Bishop Oedipo said that they came into, you know, when they wanted to start a Bible school, um, he said that you know, they were praying as at a week toward the opening day. They didn't have a space. So he said he was in prayer one time. Then the Lord opened his eyes, a uh, vision. And then he sent somebody to go to the place. He went to the place. There's a man standing there. In fact, the man was the actual owner. But when he was asked, he said, that, oh, he's not the owner. He's a caretaker of the place. Someone that had built a story building 
you know, a very big property, but I said that I'm I'm just a caretaker. He he understood the reality of being a steward or a manager in this economy. So when he was told that they want to use it for a Bible school, oh, you people can take it, take it for free. Because he knew that he was a manager. Everything that had come into his hands was not for him. It was for the advancement of the kingdom of God. That's what we are talking about. It's to advance the work of God. It's to advance the purposes of God. Some of you, you have wonderful ideas sometimes. I mean, this platform, you, you know, um, you have ideas for us. Even in your own church, you have ideas. There are some things you think about. You know, you do some things at home. People admire. But when you come to church, you say, oh, no, you know, let me keep my distance. Let me. You are not helping us. Some, some of you have got creative minds. Some, some can dance. Some can sing. And sometimes you feel like, oh, my voice is for me. No. You, 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 you really do not understand what is going on. And it's, it will be better for you to understand that you are a manager and does not belong to you. And so you must give what you have. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, the other thing I want you to realize is that there were some goods. There was some investment. Now, in this matter, um, I've, I think I've given you some examples already um, concerning yourself. But I want you to notice something in the piece of scripture that people came with oil and came with wheat. The poor came with oil. In fact, the, 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 the goods, I mean, that um, he was taking care of or he was selling for the rich man, um, the samples that were mentioned were actually oil and wheat because the people that had to pay, they had to pay for the amount of oil they are taking and they had to pay for the wheat that they are taking. Now, why am I mentioning this? I'm mentioning this because Wheat and oil actually represent a number of things, you know, in, 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 in the, um, in fact, wheat is a symbol of, of food or their staple meal, something that they eat almost all the time, like practically. In fact, in the book of Revelation, Revelation verse 6, the verse number 6, I think, there's a, as part of the seals or the plagues that came upon the years during the Great Tribulation, we saw that. Uh, wheat became very, very expensive, you know, which is a symbol of um, um, how food, you know, um, let me say, will become expensive at that time, you know, where people will not be able to afford a few things. Okay, and then the oil, which also is also used for food, but it's also, I mean, a symbol of, um, uh, I mean, the use of food, the use of anoint themselves. They use it for light, okay? Um, they put it in a lantern, they light it up, you see? And it gives them light, it gives them direction. So that was also another necessity, you know, for their existence. Why am I mentioning this? Pay attention. Every investment of God that he has placed in you, every investment of God that he has placed in you carries what it takes to sponsor the life that he has given you. It's very important. Every investment of God that he has placed in you carries what it takes to sponsor the life that he has given you. If only, if only you take your time to allow the nurturing of that investment and trade with it. And trade with it. The Bible said that we are complete in Christ. It's very important. 
Please remember, every investment that God has placed in you carries what it takes to sustain, to carry you in this life. To carry you in this life. Every investment of God that he has placed in you has what it takes to carry you in this life, to bring you to the place where God, I mean, has ordained for you. So, so sometimes we look down upon ourselves, but God has placed something in you. If only you allow, I've told you, that there are functionaries in the Holy Ghost and functionaries in the Word of God. This is how, you know, we, we, we discover the hidden things that God has deposited in us. It's very, very important. You see, everything that God has put in you. For example, I, by the grace of God, am a medical doctor. You know, I became a medical doctor by going to school, but it was not only because I went to school, but there was something about, let me say, my mind and my body and all of that, that allowed that manifestation, you see, and some of us are doing some other things, you know, some, some people are able to work on hair, you see, there's something about them, they are able to do it, some, some of us, when you give us hair we cannot do anything with it you see some you give them clothing they cannot do anything with it some are very artistic you see they 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 can decorate and things like they don't struggle with it it's it's an it's an investment that god has put in them you see so you put them in that place and then they begin to function and i'm saying that that investment carries what it takes to sponsor you know or to sustain the life that god has has given you it's very, very important. It's very, very important. When, when, God, when God created man, God did not only, please pay attention, God did not only create, you know, the things around him to, to, to function properly, but he also gave the man what it takes. But also he blessed them. He gave them what it takes. He gave them what it takes. You see, when we give you the right environment and the right tools, but you don't, you yourself don't have what it takes. You cannot produce it. No wonder. Remember, when the in the wilderness, when the children of Israel were going to build the tabernacle, God called some men and invested in them. He put something special in them. You see, He put something special in them. Okay, He put upon them the spirit of wisdom to produce all kinds of arts in other words that they were i mean it's it was not possible for them to do without that investment and i'm saying that that investment that god has placed in you carries what it takes to sustain this life is very very important what the man was doing what 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 the rich man gave to the manager carried what it takes to sponsor his life but it was wasteful Number three, always remember that you are going to give an account. There's accountability. The Lord is going to ask you, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with the days I gave you? What did you do with your youth? What did you do with the life I gave you? What, I, what did you do with this? What did you do with Accountability is very important. Accountability is very, very important. We need to re- retain in our consciousness the reality of accountability to be able to execute the purpose of God concerning our lives is very, very important. Number four, we need to remember that there are witnesses. The Bible says that some people send a report to the rich man. 
there are people that are observing us angels are observing us our own men are observing us the elements are observing us i've taught you guys this before the earth is a witness the heavens are witnesses you see the sea is a witness all the creation of god they are all witnesses everybody's watching everybody's observing the saints of all their witnesses people that have have been given certain opportunities that you have now they are all witnesses these are witnesses these are witnesses these are witnesses god has given you second chance i mean third chance fourth chance fifth chance seventh chance there's some people that were given like you've been given and then they change you you have been given many times you are not changing remember their witnesses is very very important is very important is very important now the other thing that you need to realize is that the the man did not transact the business how do i put it he 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 was careless i think i've i've spoken about this already he was careless in his transactions which we need to avoid Okay, it was careless in his transaction. He gave things out or for credits rather. Hallelujah. But we find something interesting here, which I want you to remember. That there's always an invoice. In the realms of the spirit, there's always an invoice. There's 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 a record. Eh? Because what is there as 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 invoice is that which is written. So as we go up and down and all of that, there are things written concerning us, which will become proof of that day. Because remember, when he was going to, you know, um, adjust the things that the poor had to pay, he said, bring out the paper, bring out the invoice, change what is on it. But unfortunately for us, our God, no, not unfortunately. I mean, fortunately for us, hallelujah, our God is righteous. Our God will not, our God will not change the, the, the writing on the invoice. He will not change it. Uh, so Bible says, God is not unjust to forget your labor of love because you will not change the invoice. There's an invoice. As you go up and down, there's something that is written concerning us. There are things that are written concerning God is going to reward us for each and every one of them. Bible says concerning Cornelius that a memorial of his giving and his praise had risen up to God. There was an invoice. There was, there was a receipt in heaven for him. And they stamped the release, the reward. The angel came to meet him. Hallelujah. May your invoice speak for you in the name of Jesus. I said, may your invoice speak for you in the name of Jesus. May every good thing that you have done in the name of the Lord, may it not go unrewarded in Jesus mighty name hallelujah praise God now the other thing that we need to realize is that we must walk in wisdom if we are going to execute effectively the um, the will of God concerning us it's very important we need to apply wisdom and what was the wisdom that was demonstrated he understood what he didn't have and understood what he had and use what he didn't i mean what he had to get what he didn't have pay attention he understood what he had and what he didn't have 
and he used what he had to gain advantage or to get now i'm not saying it like the way that people in the world say it they tell the young ladies use what you have to get what you want it's true it's true it's true but they are using what they have in the wrong way is a wrong investment hallelujah praise god we are talking about an, an investment which pleases god an investment that is in line with the will of god an investment that means they are not wasting the resource is it save your body use your body in a way that will bring glory to god if it's your mind use your mind in a way that will bring glory to god whatever gift that you have use it the lord expects you to use it hallelujah i mean in in the past few days i've been reflecting on a lot of things personally and the the lord, the lord is rebuking me about some few things i mean i'll not go into the details of it but then i i, I realize as i'm talking to you guys right now i mean I've, I've i've realized that there are a number of things that we took for granted they were investments from god they were investment you see but sometimes you you unfortunately in fact let me just tell you guys this unfortunately we sometimes we behave like the guy that received only one talent and felt like oh this talent is small there's nothing that you have that is too little as i said it carries what it takes to to sponsor what god has called you to be so whatever thing that god places in your hands you need to use it use it and use it now use it and use it now next week when we start talking about and the the investment in connection to the ministry but they are all in one line but we are looking at them on different levels and from different perspectives so that we can appreciate you know the 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 truth that are there but when we look at um paul for instance after he got converted and after they prayed for him for him to receive sight and he received the holy ghost bible said at once he was with the believers for a few days the Bible said at once he went preaching at once at once he just started using what the investment that was in him at once at once what do you have in your hands the lord is asking just like the way he asked moses on that day what do you have in your hands maybe you have a stuff there's an opportunity to let it go place in the hands of god say lord use as you as you as you wish he said i drop it he dropped it it turned into a serpent and bible says that the rod of moses was now called the rod of god your body can be called the body of god your eyes can be called the eyes of god your heart can be called the heart of god if you can surrender it and say lord use it as you please your money can become the money of god if you can surrender it so tonight basically i just want to encourage us i want to speak to us to remember these things and that god has called us to walk in these things god has called us to make profit out of what he has given to us in the name of jesus christ amen so god will we are going to continue as i said we are going to continue in terms of the economy in relation to the ministry that you have received it's very important okay it's similar to what we have discussed today but we looked at it from a different angle or perspective god bless us so much hallelujah please i want us to pray just begin to thank the lord for this evening thank him for his mercy thank him for the opportunity that we've had to share in fellowship thank him for helping us 
thank him just begin to thank the lord father we bless you lord we thank you for understanding we thank you for help we thank you for assistance we thank you lord that we are going to walk in wisdom we thank you lord that we are going to walk fully understanding what you have given to us and not crying over what we don't have by using what we have to gain what you have prepared for us in the name of jesus lord help us to do business help us to do business according to your will help us oh god be merciful unto us show us your mercy show us your grace lord equip us to be effective managers we give you glory we give you praise in jesus mighty name lord i pray for everyone that is listening to us i pray god that you help us to walk in what you have called us to walk in i pray that you continue to give us understanding concerning this discussion i decree and declare that i will not leave the same in jesus mighty name amen god bless us all the lord equip us in jesus name amen